0: Welcome to Religiously Incorrect. I'm Pastor Todd, and this is. I'm Pastor Jeff. And we are in, what episode is this? Episode 4? Episode 4. Episode number 4. We want to thank all of our listeners, Quattro. All of our (laughs) listeners, all of our viewers. If you follow us on Facebook or YouTube or Spotify, Apple Music, whatever is the platform of your choice. Please make sure you share our podcast, like and share, comment, tag. Be sure to follow us and subscribe on YouTube. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so
0: much. Please,
1: please, please share.
0: Now, uh, Jeff, let's jump right in, man, because we have a great, uh, we got a great subject we're going to talk about. But let's jump right in, man. I'm just going to say three words to you, Go and ahead. you tell me what you think. Say. You only get three words. You understand? Uh-huh. Three words. Three words. Kanye's Sunday service.
1: She wants the money.
0: <laughs> when I'm in need. Wait a minute. Wait. Boy, she's a gold digger. Wait a minute. That's not even. You could have said Jesus walks. You ain't saved, man.
1: <laughs> uh well, well, you know, um, honestly, just to be honest with you, man, I I have seen it and I've seen all the posts that have been going up and um you know, for me, especially since we are religiously incorrect, um, I think that I think that there's been been a lot big deal made. A big deal out of something that should not have been that big of a deal.
0: You think it's not a big deal?
1: I don't think it's a big deal because of the simple fact that, you know, this has been going on biblically. <laughs> when you're talking about an assassin killer writing half the Bible,
0: yeah. <laughs> when you talking about his name was Saul. Come on,
1: somebody. When you talking about a uh, Saul. Yay. An adulterous, uh, adulterous king, uh, looking at windows, looking out windows. Yeah, looking and out windows, man. Pulling somebody else's wife in and Keep having them married. Come and, on, somebody. And, and he sang all them songs. Mm-hmm. When you when you when you're talking about, uh, we can go on and on. Abraham being a liar. Uh, yeah. You know, from 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 Genesis to Revelations. You have these type of individuals. Matter of fact, if I could, I could probably be so blunt as to say, you will never find a major man in the Bible who didn't have a messed up life.
0: Wow, you're absolutely correct. But but who's to say at this point in time he has a messed up life? We hmm. really don't know. This man could have stopped right. doing everything. He could have, you know, all the moral stuff that pastors and Christians say matter. You know, he's doing. I don't know exactly what he's doing so sinful at this point that disqualifies him from getting up and singing a song and testifying, which is basically what he's doing. Absolutely. He's singing and testifying. People keep talking about him being a pastor. He's nobody's pastor. I don't think so. He's just an itinerant minister at this point it's like <laughs> anybody else. Okay, you, you took it to the Bible. Let me take it somewhere else. He's not the first R&B or soul singer to go gospel. Come on, Al Green. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rita franklin Then uh-huh. back and forth. Uh, you know, Little Richard uh, gave up. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, this Little Richard gave up rock and roll for a while, and and said he was only gonna sing for the Lord and serve the Lord <laughs> with some uh, bright purple sequin booty yeah. pants on. Well, I mean, but
1: you got you you got you're uh, not the first.
0: Mace Mason Mace Betha it, is he? I, he was. I thought I heard it was like a, just like a ploy to get, like because some people was after him. So he I, just said he was it could be, but then you, but, but he went back though. But you, you said, do ha- Welcome you have to come back. Montel Jordan, Montel Jordan is an actual preacher now. Yeah, MC Hammer. Um,
1: know, <laughs>
0: Hammer, he
1: did. He was on TBN, man. <laughs> Hammer's still selling those rental spoons for Martin.
0: Listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I'll say is you know, I was on the fence because I'm a traditionally minded person, and my first inclination. Was to condemn and talk about how the church just will open up to anybody in the world, and because of his stardom, they'll give him a place. And you know, we. Don't. But at the end of the day, uh, I hate to sound like the cliche, but you know, God knows what kind of work has been done in his life, and I trust that it has been. My Absolutely. only fear or reservation, and I think it's a fair one to my by myself, is that just because someone is famous doesn't mean they should have the opportunity to put on spectacle. Absolutely. Or or the spectacle could actually end up being detrimental to their spiritual life because you think like there should be some escape or some time of just plain Jane church membership. Absolutely. But Absolutely. then again, maybe if you're in that position, it's impossible to just be another basic. Who knows? It, it,
1: it is impossible. Um, and it literally bring, brings me back to after uh, Deion Sanders had decided to change over and he had... You know, start going to all these churches and giving his testimony and things of that nature. I think we have to be very careful because just because you've been touched does not qualify you to teach. That is. There are times, oftentimes, where you need wow. to sit down. Just
0: because you've been touched.
1: And and, and relax. You know?
0: Is he teaching, though?
1: See, I don't know. I, like I said, no. I, I, mean, I haven't I mean, watched it. Mean, the, the, the short that. answer
0: is no. The man is just testifying and singing. Okay. So... And that's how many times have we had somebody just get up and want to testify and sing a song in our church
1: Sunday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've all had it, right? I, that's why I got a whole <laughs> row of deacons to block people who want to testify and sing randomly. Or and a lot of times, the people who are the fresh, they're the, they're the most excited ones. Who, Absolutely. You know, but then again, this is all. Let's just be clear. This is planned, organized. He's organizing choirs. The music is slamming. It is. It is. You know. That's I do watch, I do watch like when he's doing the Sunday service. Of course, you'll call me judgmental, but it feels like the spectacle has kind of taken over the church for that day and it's not really worship and everybody just has their phones out.
1: Absolutely. You but, know,
0: and people will judge, well, you don't know what worship is. But I'm kinda of like the whole <clears> congregation <throat> is just standing there and watching while he puts on his before, and I don't know how much of the service it takes up because I haven't seen. Well, I'm going to be events. honest I with you.
1: Know. I, I, when I went to your concert last year, I was very, I started to take my phone out and I looked around. Everybody. And everybody had the. And That's a whole other subject. Yeah. I it, mean, it, it, the
0: phone culture. And it, you, you're I'm missing guilty. out
1: on the oh, yeah. on the essence of what's happening. Right. You know, you when, even when you get it on your phone and you record it. Everybody else is watching, but when you get home, it's not the same feeling. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. the same feeling. As I, I think
0: atmosphere. that's an excellent thing to hit on uh, some other day. But today, uh, we're talking. Here's our overarching theme for the next few sessions Members only. Members Did only. Did you ever own a members only jacket?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm
0: taking some notes. Did you ever own a members only jacket? I, I
1: didn't. I had a, a, a Malcolm X jacket with the See. big X on the back. Wow. Wow.
0: You had yeah. a Malcolm X jacket it was leather. I didn't. I didn't I had, I had a troop jacket with all the
1: different colors. Mike, you had okay. a troop jacket, didn't you?
0: I had a cross colors. Oh, the thriller. You had the real thr- Was it the real thriller like the pleather joint from Ames?
1: <laughs> <laughs> from two guys. It was the
0: fruit <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Well, here's, here's the first thing we want to talk about. We talked in the very first episode about religion in general. Mm-hmm. We want to specifically talk about church membership. Right. And I think everybody is sort of the across the board, besides religion being unimportant, the corresponding uh, issue that would come up, Jeff, is that membership has dropped. Commitment has dropped. I just saw a statistic out there that says your most committed members now are coming like two point five times a month. Mm -hmm. Your most committed members are coming about two point five times a month. Everybody is hurting in the membership. And I don't want to just keep having the same conversation. I'm not trying to dog nobody, but I do feel like we keep simplifying the conversation almost to like really elementary, like childish stuff. And I'm not Absolutely. saying the issue childish, but just the way we keep reverting back to where everybody judgmental and hypocrites and da, da da da, You know, and it just kind of go to the stereotypes, you know, with the preacher wasn't stealing all the money, they'd have more members. Let's, let's go beyond that, you right. know what I mean? And go, you know, why do you think church membership, committed engagement, every single week attendance, giving liberally, all that stuff, we're pastors, keep it real. Absolutely. Why has it been on a down swing across the board? What do you think?
1: Uh, if there's so many, so many, we can answer this and literally talk about this all day. Uh, I used to have, work with some people, and they, <laughs> they would, they would, Make fun and call it EOA's, the okay. EOA members. It's every other Sunday. Every other Sunday. <laughs> every other Sunday, members. Um, and you know, I, I truly believe a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with, um, a lot of it has to do with people. And, and truth be told, I, I don't even think they watch it, but they believe that they could just sit at home and do the TV.
0: So, do you really think the TV thing has really undercut me, membership? I don't.
1: But I, I know that's that's going to be the same. That's, that's what people are going to that's, say. That's the justifiable Everyone's same, saying because that I it's can online. watch TV. I can watch. I can watch it online. And there. I think truth, it started to
0: dip before that stuff, though.
1: It could have, but I do believe. I do believe they think, <laughs> for some reason, that TD Jake's ministry don't have the issues that our church has. When in actuality, Oops. they have just as many. <laughs> they have just as many um and probably more um you know we have we have we have a uh, people who solve problems they have problem solver teams right crisis teams crisis right. management teams you know we we might have some one of our assistant pastors one of our associate pastors right. try to take they have whole teams because of the problems that they have
0: oh and they strategize they 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 take a look at numbers and demographics and trends and all that kind of stuff to see what has you know why you know what they can do to try to you know turn that around and 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 there is some competitiveness there i mean there is some let's just be honest it's not just small church problems like you said it's big church oh, yeah. problems they start looking at you know who's getting the the uh, who's who's got the fad who's on the upswing, swing who might mm-hmm. be pulling for me and all that kind of stuff so you're right it is across the board and it's I, not just the 60 member church absolutely. it's the 1600 member and the 16,000 member church and
1: i believe me personally i believe it all comes down to
0: a selfishness so jeff you were saying that you think it's Really a function of selfishness. Unpack that a little bit. A p-
1: function of selfishness. As far as, um, you know, people, I've heard many times, you know, that I work all day. Sunday is my only day Sunday's off. Day. Sunday it. is my yeah, day. Sunday is my only day off. I clean my house. Yeah, I got I to gotta do the, <laughs> I was watching a football game yesterday and they was talking about uh, when Keenan and Kyle had the Sunday as the wa- tide day. You know, right. You got to wash the clothes on Sunday. Right. Selfishness in that aspect, selfishness in the fact that um, truth be told, that they really just don't believe that it's doing them any good?
0: You could be right. Let me play with the selfishness part a little bit. We have become less and less communal as a people, mm-hmm. particularly in the African-American church. We Absolutely. have lost a sense of community and communalism, if you want to call it that. The idea of shared connection and shared ideals and we won't be able to survive without the other. We need this. And I think we often forget that besides traditions, besides, you know, even our spiritual uh, convictions, there was just a sense that as a people, we need to be together and do something. And this world we've engaged in has started to remove that from us if we started to adopt, you know, uh, what's the one line in Lift Every Voice and Thing? Lest our hearts stray from the path where we met the Mm. you know it's kind of happened oh yeah and you know all over culturally socially the idea of commitment and covenant completely has been uh diminished we've gone from being a committed people covenant people to Mm -hmm. being consumeristic people absolutely and now we consume and when you're consumeristic it's whatever is good and working for me right now and as soon as it stops working for me right now then I'll jump to the next thing. And even if this thing is not working poorly or, 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 not functioning, or it's functioning poorly, I'll, if I see something better, I'll just jump to that. So Absolutely. we might not have necessarily less people who claim to be Christians, but we have less people who are committed, committed as to members to a church.
1: Well, And, and then you have, you have the... the uh... It's the name of the church here on Elm Road, and I, I know y'all, y'all might a lot of y'all might not know it, but the church right off Elm Road, the big church, Believers, Believers, where they start trying to do a Saturday night.
0: Yeah, to make yeah, they done for some Sunday people have done Saturday night services. and
1: and and you know I don't know if that's the answer, the key, but the fact of the matter is, especially when we're we're discussing right now, selfishness, um, is it's funny to me, and I, I believe it's amazing that. You know, you work Monday through Saturday, and maybe even Sunday, but you still found time to make it to the club.
0: You still find time. <laughs>
1: Saturday night. Yeah. That didn't, you, your work schedule didn't yeah. interfere with that.
0: Well, well, here's a good question since you've been bringing this up, because we've been talking about services. Does attendance equal membership?
1: No. No. No.
0: I, 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 so how I, does someone prove their membership? <laughs> how does someone maintain? And we all know churches have different rules and all, mm-hmm. but... If it's not just about attendance, then what is about? What, what do you call a good member, man? What do you call a good? I mean, be a pastor. What do you call a good
1: member? Well, first of all, i say this. Um, longevity does not equal loyalty. Okay. I got you. So you have, truth be told, there are some people who have been there all their life. Some, You know, uh, let's put it like this. Their, cancer can be there a long time trying to kill you. OK, so, you know, just because they've been there and just because they show up does not make them good members. I feel you. Um, You, you, you there's a there's a. It's fair, though, thing.
0: to lay out. Like, let me just give you a list. All Come right. If, if you'd ask me, man, what makes a good member? I say, hey, I want to see you at least three times a month. You should be tithing, okay. engaged okay. in a engaged in a in a ministry, mm-hmm. supportive of your church, speaking positively. Of the house and evangelistically of your faith, okay, you know, and I would say that that makes for a good member that's mm-hmm. Pastor Todd 's definition of a good member. I know people need to take off, but I mean, oh, yeah. yeah remember a lot of us, I was raised every Sunday, I kind of my hand the number of Sundays I missed like pretty much my entire life. you know what I'm saying, and I'm a pK but there's still a lot of core people out there like that, man. Oh, Doors yeah. are open, they're there. So to me, I'm like, is it fair to even have a list and put a definition on it? Like, hey, this is what it well, is to be a member. I think it to is be a fair. Member.
1: I think it's fair. I think it's fair because I think that whenever you join something, you ought to know the expectations all of right? what you're joining.
0: There it is. There it is. There's and an expectation I mean, of being a every, part of anything.
1: Everybody is not like you, Pastor Todd. I love you with all my heart. But when you go on vacation, you go to church. I ain't going to
0: church, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, but how say, often do you go on vacation, though? I mean, how often? When I talk about when you have to leave and go on vacation, right. I'm talking about you down the street, man, you know.
1: Right, 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 right. And I mean, but, but.
0: Yeah, I will I think, go to church. Right, right. On I the see cruise you on ship.
1: Facebook. I see <laughs> you on Facebook. I'm like. We've got a vacation. is on vacation. But. <laughs> like this <no. laughs> cruise ship got a chapel. <laughs> but, but, but I think when we give these people. Y'all got a we'll,
0: B3 in this beach. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: When they join the church, if you give the expectations from the beginning, and that doesn't mean that they're going to follow them. That does not mean that they're going to come just because you said, you know, we thank you for joining this church. We expect you to see see you at Bible study. We expect you to give faithfully. We expect you to, you know, come in, learn, get in where you fit in, find the ministry that... Fits you and fits your personality, and begin working in it because we know that once you get something and you get in the church and you find out where you fit in, it causes you to be more uh, faithful yeah. to the church. Those things help you be, you know, help you come up, come out more. But the fact of the matter is, truth be told, some people don't join the church for that. People join churches for various reasons.
0: They join churches because
1: I mean, some people join churches because they felt emotional that day. Okay. The service had them emotional. So okay. for that day, they became a member that day. That day. You might not uh, take, for example, a funeral service.
0: Oh yeah, you can get some.
1: I mean, you'll get you'll get ten people to join the church from the funeral service. Thirteen
0: people got saved at this funeral.
1: <laughs> and you'll you'll never see them again. Right. You'll you'll never see them again because it's emotional. It's a moment. So we we can't we can't.
0: Maybe it's a moment of impact. Maybe it's a spiritual moment of impact. But it's like to see that. Was growing up for a minute, right. and then something came and sm- choked sm- it out, right? Or, you know, smoked mm-hmm. it out, whatever. You know, right. uh, I got you. So it's a moment. What? What else? What other reasons people join church?
1: Uh, people join churches. People join churches because this is the church their whole family went to.
0: It's about time I just go on ahead and join. Yeah, I'm, you know, wife been d- getting on me about mm-hmm. joining. That's right. You know, everybody right. asked me when I'm gonna start coming.
1: And and so now you. your name is on the roll, right. but your heart is far from it.
0: I agree. So I agree. And, and you know what you just said about everybody that hears the expectations might not follow them. You know, the biggest indicator or, or I guess the impactor of that is we say this stuff like, Hey, I expect you to be a Bible study and we could be in a room with 200 people. And they'd be like, yeah, amen. And (laughs) then they'll come to Bible study. They'll come to Bible study on Wednesday, it'll be like thirteen people there. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, Well, this ain't that important to anybody. You know, I mean, it's like True. You, true. You, you, you're like, well, what's not just the expectations of the people who are coming in fresh, but what is the membership expectation and, and devotion to those who have been there for a good while? And then how does that impact what we see? You know, because we know momentum shifts people together. And when the momentum's not there, then that casual, apathetic sort of you know, you just get in a routine. And a lot of people, like you said, the selfishness, such a harsh word to use, but it just feels like that's the word we're using right now. What's working for me right now?
1: Absolutely.
0: This I, is I, enough. I, I, twice I a week, twice <laughs> a month? I literally
1: say no names to bear no blames, but I literally saw somebody the other day on Facebook, not one of my members, not one of your members, but okay. a
0: member of a church. It wasn't any of ours.
1: Wasn't, yeah, any of ours. I saw a member of a church who said, you know, uh, is, is such and such going on down in the park? It's such and such going on out in the Park, and their pastor responded, "No, but there's Bible study,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> no, it's, but
1: there's Bible study, Bible study going so, on." So I tonight. mean, you know, it's like,
0: and how know. much do we call that out and just say, right. you know, you know what you've committed to? And I like how you said, "Here's what we kind of miss because we keep separating faith and religion and whether you know God or not with the commitment." and the attachment you've made with the church that's looking for you to be a part of its daily life. So there becomes like this almost defensiveness. If anybody actually says, hey, I expect you to be here. Hey, I missed you. Or just preaching. You know, we're preachers. We get up and say, you ought to be in church. You need to be in Bible study. The reason we have some of the problems we have or have not made some of the progress we should make Mm -hmm. is because we're not as faithful to our membership commitments, and it could be giving. Hey, we could have accomplished a lot more if we were all giving. Hey, we could be having these ministries flowing if people were volunteering and engaged. Or, you know, the church would be seeing more fruit and more harvest if we were out evangelizing, if we were being healthy members. And by the way, when we talk about membership, since we say it's not just attendance, it's not just a butt in a pew. Right. It's not just a butt. It's about a full engagement with that local assembly that has a specific mission and vision and endeavor within its context. What
1: else... What other organization can you say that you're committed to and never show up?
0: What marriage? And how do they deal with you?
1: Well, oh, I mean, how do they? You 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 say you get married on Sunday and don't come back till next Sunday? Yeah. What's going to happen?
0: But the church is, but the church is different, Jeff, because Jesus loves everybody, so it's not like those other organizations. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just right. playing, playing, playing devil's devil advocate but see, right that's, now. That's
1: that, that, and that's one of the biggest problems because we, 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 we tend to talk.
0: But Jesus t- doesn't judge me by my membership, right? But we,
1: t- this is what I'm saying. We tend to talk about faith as a substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. Yeah. And so, since God doesn't literally step off of his throne and come down and say, I need you to be at service on Wednesday, I need you to come to right, choir rehearsal on right, Thursday. You get since, no letters. Right. So so since they don't say that, and we as pastors, once again, like you said, we don't send out letters. I do have how, some letters. We, yeah. <laughs> but how how many people actually, if we be honest, how many people actually, if you ask them, how many are in your church, they'll give you how many are on their role?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I can tell you on it, I won't tell you on it. Yeah. And and we already talked, we'll talk numbers one day. Numbers that, that just burns me up mm-hmm. because I feel like, you know, for us who are in ministry, you know, we definitely fudge the numbers oh. a whole lot to make ourselves feel better. Or we're on the other end of the spectrum where we're just like totally depressed and complaining all the time uh, because man, these folks ain't coming. They ain't. They don't let the Lord. We, you know, nobody we wants are to the hear patriots
1: that. of church. Listen. <laughs> right. We will fudge the ball. Right. Right. As far as we deflate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah cheat,
0: cheat. But no. So is it really like any other organization or do we are we required? And I guess. None of us started this. We just live within it now. Right? Should the church have ever had this organizational structure that has these expectations for people? I know we find a couple of scriptures that talk about the church meeting daily, giving regularly, mm-hmm. you know, supplying every need, stepping into their roles. I think we can all pretty honestly and confidently say it doesn't look exactly like what we have called church now. But I do, and I used this scripture last year in our theme for 2018 at our church if you do make a vow, whatever the nature or substance of that vow is, you should keep it. Absolutely. And I I, I tried to preach and teach that, hey, if, if this is not something you're going to keep the vow of, then don't make the vow. Because God doesn't hold you to a vow that you don't make. Absolutely. But I told some people who have different even beliefs than what our church believes. When you got up here and shook my hand, I read to you what our beliefs were and what we expect out of you. And you said, yes, sir, shook my hand and... To me, you know, we're too flippant about entering into things, period. Absolutely. Now, would the church stand for a slower flow of people if they were more stable people? Or do we help to perpetuate this problem by taking everybody at their first word without any time of proving, without any further questioning? Well, one of the things— Because even I, these new membership classes are pretty right. wild. I mean, they, they're they, not
1: they, they, coming here and sit down the and told, listen. Truth be told, truth be told— I appreciate them. I appreciate you for doing because, right. at least, you know there are many churches who, like you said, you soon as you join, you you have the full rights of every, and we'll get into this yeah. in our next segment. We'll, you'll have you have the full the rights, rights and privileges and privileges of every member as 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 much as somebody who's been here eighty years. Right, and so now uh, they've joined on sunday you ain't gonna see them two years down the road but they still want the full rights right. of that person who's been there the 80 years because this just is the what full you connection
0: or just the connection you Absolutely. know just the idea that i'm connected but you know less and less people you know honestly i am some people's pastor but second baptist is not their church
1: mm. Mm. talk that's, about that talk about that talk that's real
0: that. you know they follow me religiously on facebook they like what they see me doing, what they see that God has led me to do and say, whether it's ministry related, community minded, you know, the messages impact them, God, mm-hmm. God has drawn them in some frame or fashion. I definitely attribute that to the Lord and the Holy Spirit if that is a genuine pool. You know, then there are going to be people who who are going to be more flippant. And I just said this the other week, and you can call it controversial if you want to. I won't put myself in this category. But some of these people that they're watching, because it's a watching, and just like anything else you watch, you're only getting the best view of them. You're getting the stage view, the Hollywood view. Some people, and I'll just say this honestly, especially females, are more in love with the man. Mm Mm-hmm. They got a crush on the dude. Mm-hmm. They just think he represents the ideal. He speaks smoother than anybody else. How do you think preachers always have these problems with women? Speak smoother than anybody else. Dressed to the nines. Looks like he's living the life. Everything he says works for him, and everything's supposed to work for them. And they, have a, they are not committed to the cause of Christ. Absolutely. They're not evangelizing the gospel. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a difference between how many people can I get to watch this video with me and how many people have I led to Christ because Absolutely. I taught them the gospel because I received it from that person? So I'm saying there are people who follow me and want nothing to do with being a part of my church.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: There are people, let's go over the, over the, over the, over the railroad tracks. I don't want to make a, a, another issue out of it, it, but they appreciate the clean, articulate, young black man who's making a difference, but they might be Caucasian and ain't about to come over to the black Baptist church. There are people who like to hear the 20-minute clips or the two-minute clips I'm putting up on Facebook, might like to follow my lives, but they're not about to sit through a whole hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, and we've shortened it. You can't shorten it enough for people that just don't want to be there. I mean, that's just a whole other thing. So we live within that context locally and internationally, where there are people who will never see the connection, and I think they miss out on the blessing. They miss out on the growth, the development because why? I don't want to be up in that church because, you know, I know all the, the mean things about the church and, you know, they hurt my feelings. Some people might even be impacted by their family, friends, grandparents, parents who served in the church and got hurt, and I don't want to end up like them. Absolutely. I don't want to spend my whole life right. up under some man or right. woman. So, And it happens, it happens true.
1: subsequently on both sides. On both sides it happens. You know, I mean, for me, you know, especially having a smaller church, a smaller congregation. Mm-hmm. They'll love me. They'll love listening to my messages. But, you know, I'm not going to that old Baptist. You know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to listen to them sing Down at the Cross. Right.
0: Um I love Don at the Cross. I, I, I wish everybody it loved it as much as I do. <laughs> but Put it this way, if everybody loved it as much as I do, they would have a totally different idea about it because we'd be giving it the same energy we absolutely, give absolutely. you know Fred Hammond and Israel absolutely, and whatnot. But anyway, absolutely. I digress. So it's
1: it's 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 really sad that you know some people just won't come and it's for certain reasons. There's a lot of different reasons, but I guess the question is, how do we get them to get past those innuendos, How do we get them to say? You know what? How do we get them to say? I am going to be committed to this ministry. If it if it isn't the you know the new members classes. It, I mean you know and you know a lot of people will say you know well the pastor just isn't friendly. Well the, this pastor has you know uh, three hundred members to concern himself with. It's he can't just be very friendly difficult. To
0: you. Oh, it's very. I mean, trust me. You know. I mean, our church is a little large. One of the largest you know black congregations in the area. And that that doesn't mean it's huge, but it's difficult to know everybody and get to know everybody and be as personable as you'd like to be. You're going to miss out on people. Honestly, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And so, if you get called more or text more or informed more about certain people or they're coming your face and a little bit more friendly, you're probably going to hear or see them. But coincidentally,
1: and that's that. These people who watch on
0: TV don't don't know you at all. They're not calling you at all. But
1: you know, what you have in the church, maybe with. Three hundred members, or with me having a church with sixty or seventy members, it's still very difficult because now I know all of them, so I'm expected. You're
0: expected. I'm
1: expected to be at every baseball game, every you know, every (laughs) all of it, and you know, every hospital visit, every. Yeah. And I still, I still got a job, I still got a wife, I still got a son. I can't be at everything. Right. And most of it is because you don't have your own relationship with Jesus. Right. So you want to have a relationship with the pastor.
0: That is true. That's true. How many people don't really find their place or don't feel like they have a place in the church and that's why they never actually become full-fledged members? Oh, it's
1: it's, it's I think it's overwhelming. I, I think I've read a statistic that if they don't find their place within the first three months, they're leaving. They're leaving. That could be true. And so, you know, we 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 do these things and we say, let's close the back door on ministry, and let's do this. And, but it's a lot easier said than done. Oh, It's,
0: it, it's almost an impossible task. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you one last question before we end this part of the segment. As a pastor, you've been through this. You have through several congregations. You've kind of been through. We've walked beside each other in ministry. Absolutely. How does it make you feel personally when you see people that you wish would be members and they're always on the edge or you see them out and about and you, I mean, how does it make you feel personally when you see that lack of engagement? Personally, it's
1: one of the hardest things you, you and us as pastors, won't, we, we, we very seldomly talk about it. We Very right. seldomly talk about it. When you have um, family members who don't go anywhere and who will always tell you how great of a job you're doing, but oh, won't show goodness. up. Oh my it's, oh my it's, my my it's, it's, it's Listen, extremely
0: there have been times when I just wanted I just wanted to see cousin so and so or auntie so and so I'm mm-hmm. like we've been going to church all our life just stop by and see me one time I would just love to see your face but that's close relationship mm-hmm. then there are good people I you know what people I don't think people really think we're concerned about their souls because maybe we've started we, we talk about everything but the soul honestly in ministry mm-hmm. absolutely I am genuinely concerned about people's souls mm-hmm. and The lives that they can enjoy if they embraced and engaged in regular church fellowship. I look at good, talented, gifted people with anointings on their lives, and often they're playing them out somewhere else. Absolutely. You know, maybe they're coaching the kids. Maybe they're volunteering at some organization. Maybe they give back to the schools. And I'm like, man, not only do they need the church, but the church needs them. And it hurts all of us for you not to be part. And I'm talking about people who claim Judeo-Christian values. These are not people who are like, yeah, I serve my community, but I'm not into that Jesus thing. I'm talking about people who are posting scriptures, you know, enjoying our videos, they plug in once in a while, And I I, I love them and would love them and I'm not you know it's hard because we 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 are all guilty of coming off this way like we're just looking for more people or we're just trying to snag a few more recruits or we're just trying to make our ministries look better but there is a genuine console a shepherd's concern is souls personally there's still a personal natural flesh side and it's carnal you can call it what it is this is religiously incorrect let's be incorrect yes It, it hurts your feelings sometimes it does it does that that am I not good enough. You know, uh, you, you get stuck in comparison. You get stuck in low self-esteem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am nowhere near that. Praise God. Never have been. But these We
1: are pastors, not suicidal.
0: Lord, help We're me. We're not suicidal Do not write me here. any letters. Please don't, don't send me no uh, <laughs> <I> psychiatrists. <laughs> right.
1: We don't need to be on Dr. Phil up in here. Don't send me no We pills. cool. We cool. We, we talk cool. to each other.
0: But, but. These guys are serious. I mean, they have dealt with the pressure just like a businessman deals with pressure, just like a sports person deals with pressure. Our calling happens to be our occupation, or at least part of it. And you want to perform well. And by the way, the the enemy can pervert your desire to please God to turning into a personal, a personal offense when you feel like you're not measuring up. And often the people Being there and receiving and being a part of it are your measuring stick. Absolutely. They really are. It's not, it's not, I don't go in the back and say, how much did we get this week? I don't, you know, I don't do any of that. But if I, if I to keep seeing people at the supermarket that I know desperately need this gospel, desperately need the fellowship, desperately need the connection and they haven't achieved it. Sometimes I wonder, I know I'm everywhere. I know I'm all over Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, and you are too. And my other pastor friends, and sometimes I get frustrated, not that they're not a, frustrated, not that they're not a second Baptist, but some of them aren't anywhere. And I'm like, anywhere, go somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere. So it's not just, I want you up in my house. Like if I knew you were somewhere, the honest cool. part of me would kind of be like, oh, man, I kind of wish you'd be, mm-hmm. you know, but if God's will, you know, nobody wants to hear that. But the honest thing is, yeah, man, hey, you good at this and you can love the Lord and you I could use somebody like yeah, you on my team. Don't nobody want to
1: say that. Nobody, nobody wants, say, wants to say. You know, you'd be better on my team than you are on a team.
0: Jeff, and let's just be honest. Have you ever had somebody announce that they joined somebody else's church like, and you had a little twinkle? You had a little. Listen. Are we really religiously incorrect enough now you're like man i love that dude oh he been knowing me for years he visited me for three weeks and then said, i could be a about we're human man we are human we're human, we are human. so the membership issue like any pastor slash ceo slash manager you want to do well you want that church body to grow and be healthy, you want God to be pleased, and you want ministry to be effective. So membership is important. It's not nearly as important as your soul being saved. But once your soul is saved, I always say, every person who knows God ought to have a church, find a good home, I ought to have a good church good home. Church. So that's our first little segment. We look forward to coming back. We're gonna unpack God this membership you. thing a little bit more. We got some more to talk about. Religiously incorrect.
1: Welcome back to Religiously Incorrect. Welcome Heart. back. Or we thank you for being with us. Please look us up, share it. Facebook, Twitter, all of that. YouTube. Uh, YouTube.
0: iHeartRadio.
1: MySpace. All, <laughs> all of it. we, All of them. Netscape. We, <laughs> Morse code. Netflix. Right. Pages. Pages. Uh, Sky Two, pages. Way. <laughs> Two way. We have been having a wonderful time. I'm
0: Pastor, Je-
1: Pastor Stanford. This, this is, is
0: Pastor Todd. I don't have a last name.
1: <laughs> we are excited to have you here with us. We have been talking about members only. Members but, only. But before we get there, we must talk about season three. Or or, or
0: week three. Week three. Week three.
1: Of the football season. NFL football. Uh-uh-uh.
0: Jeff is the Browns fan. I am the Browns. I am a member of Steel Town.
1: The basement team
0: of the... <laughs> <laughs> hey, the quarterback is dead. They cut his arm off. The quarterback off or
1: something. was dead last year. He's been dead for three years. He just been I'm still running. This. I'm
0: gonna say this before Ben got hurt. Before Ben got hurt, when I saw him try to take off and run on this one play, and he was like lumbering like OJ Simpson with bad knees, I said, "He's done. He's done." Because if it if that if the elbow didn't hurt him, and I think he knew it. I think I think this elbow stuff is made up. I think if the elbow injury thing went, ahead, he was going to get cracked. Oh, somebody was going to hit him because he can't even move at this. Point. I mean, he was not moving well.
1: Well, and and to echo on that, the problem I'm having is that we've got the defense opening up like the red sea. Man, and and. Uh, Baker Mayfield ain't running through it. I'm like, come on, dude, run the ball. Let me just make it real cl- playing and real clear here.
0: That was bad play call. If hard. you
1: are on the five-yard five line, line and you're here. running back – is rushing for four yards per carry. Come on, man. You give him the ball. I mean that's simple math. Three times and you gonna get in there. His name is Faker Mayfield.
0: Oh Faker Mayfield. Faker Mayfield. (laughs) I think he's too jumpy. He keeps jumping out of the pocket too. He I don't I don't know if he's ready for prime time, man. What
1: well, that, that, the problem is he's jumping out of the back. He's running out of the back, but he's running sideways instead of forward. Instead of
0: forward. That's true. And because the, he had open lane right, one he play. Got, he got two.
1: some a couple plays. He got some wheels.
0: Right, right. He, he has a good arm as long as he's throwing off his back foot. When he on the move... It's bad. It's Faker Mayfield bad. all day. Well, he, he your boy Rudolph And your boy Rudolph is, is going to pass
1: him up in a little bit. You think so? You think Rudolph? what I, I, tell I you.
0: hope that Rudolph catches up. I would like to see the Steelers put together a respectable season that's at least like 500. It ain't looking good right now at 0-3. But let's just be honest. The Browns, would y'all beat the Jets? beat the jets. You beat the Jets and they had like a fifth string quarterback in themselves. They pulled this cat out of a cab or something. But let's so, just
1: but, but let's just take it to another level because honestly, we were supposed to get murdered. We were supposed to get murdered yesterday by the Rams. you all playing with, with them. most of our with most of our defense out, but it wasn't our defense's fault. It wasn't cuz defense played a, 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 great yeah. they they did did. a great job. They did. They did.
0: And I mean it, to the this, the first half of the Steelers, I consider garbage because <laughs> you don't have four turnovers in one half and only come away with six points, especially absolutely, when you're in the red zone. Absolutely. Second half, I feel like they play valiantly against a very good team. Mm-hmm. You know, that the 49ers got their stuff together, but Pittsburgh fought, came up short. As long as they're not getting blown out and, you know, crazy – you got to take your L's, man. I mean, we You're are on a downswing. Pounds. We got to take our L's. And, like, again, yeah, you know, me and you, thankfully, not just friends, but respectful people. We going to do our ragging and joking right. and stuff, man. But I don't like hate. You know, people are like, I hate. I'm going to kill all the Steelers fans, <laughs> I know. And like four days later, they're talking about, I'm like, you know, it is what it is. You well, know? I
1: will say this. I will say this. Next week is going to be, because if y'all lose the see
0: Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. You, you know <laughs> what keeps me sleeping at night? The fact that uh, Le'Veon Bell is losing and AB is out of the league. Yeah. <laughs> because it would have been worse if Le'Veon was running over people. He still is running AB, over people. Yeah, but he's not winning. So, you yeah, know, he was now. running over people in Pittsburgh too and then holding out yeah. and then saying everybody else. So, and AB is, I mean, let's not even talk about
1: it. Once again, next week, y'all got Cincinnati and we got Baltimore. So, we're
0: going to get the win and y'all going to take the L. <laughs>
1: Uh well, we'll see. That's that's yet to be so we're gonna seen. we're going to have the
0: same record next week. I'm just telling you, just telling you right we'll now. Well, all right. all right. to it. Pastor Jeff, we are in the members only theme. Uh-huh. And let's take it to the next level. We are talking.
1: I'm sorry, y'all. This is some of the best cherry Pepsi I've ever best had che- in my life.
0: It's just to the right. Oh, my God. Lord Bless have mercy. Ch- cherry Pepsi, please sponsor us. Send us some money. $5, $10, $25 a week. This is religiously incorrect. This is the hottest Religiously na, incorrect na, podcast. Na, na, na,
1: na, na. Is this
0: the you got the right one, baby? I don't know. I, was this, that Ray Charles? I,
1: that, that was a uh, Tyrese. Tyrese. No, the, when he was McDonald's. singing on the, when he was on singing the on that on the yeah. bus. Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so here's the word for this session, Jeff. Church hoppers. You put your right foot. In. <laughs> you Put your right tambourine in. And yeah. Ho- okay, um, okay. Church hoppers. Okay. Here's my question for you, Jeff. Define a church hopper.
1: Define a church hopper. That is a serious definition problem.
0: I'm gonna sip my Pepsi tea.
1: It's a serious definition problem because I mean, I don't even know if you can. I don't even know if you can. No, try, try. If if I was to define a church hopper, I would say it is a single individual that goes from place to place and never Find a home always shows up somewhere, but never calls that somewhere their home.
0: So your definition might be a, a church hopper is a person who never actually joins.
1: A church hopper is someone who never actually joins, but, but not only never actually joins, but continues
0: to go, continues From to place to place, place to place. Excuse me, following the fad. Okay, so that has a place in it. They're they're. Going from one place to following another, a the, word
1: following the the prophetic word, following the wind of the Lord.
0: They 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 might just be following their own needs. Like I got what I needed here. Mm-hmm. I'm in a different phase, and that's how it be described. I and mean, when we looked up online, we you did the question right. online. I don't even think we need to refer to it because we kind of know what was said. If we want to read a few of those, but some people talk about needing things in different phases of life. Right? Okay. What can can you be a church hopper if by, if you've joined? And then two years later, you're a member somewhere else. And next year you're a member somewhere else. That's another. That's that's and three years that's, later. That's another
1: a, definition of a church hopper. Okay. There, there, there's definition one. There, 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 so we got a few. Two, we got a few levels oh, yeah, here. Yeah, we got that's, a few that's, levels. That's, that's the whole I, I'm gonna level.
0: add a third one. Okay. I'm gonna add a third one. The third. Okay. So we have the one. Someone who's a member of no one's church, mm-hmm. goes places occasionally, might plug in and just kind of go somewhere for six months or three months and be there. Then another person, level two, would be somebody who is joining and has seemed to have joined. Let's just say in an inordinate amount of churches in a short period. It's like having too many jobs in one short period of time. You know? Mm -hmm. Okay, the third is the free agent servant.
1: (laughs) Okay, so... The free agent
0: servant. servant. They have some gift, some talent, and they have... They didn't just go and attend somewhere. They didn't just join somewhere, but they're, they're almost... Not even for hire because some of them don't even get paid, mm. but they will be on this one's praise Praising, team for a year. Yeah. They'll, be on, they'll be on that one's band for a year. They're partnering with evangelism over here for a while. They're gifted at what they do, and they're often very gifted at mm-hmm. what they do. Uh, In the music world in particular, you know, we have this thing about church musicians who hop around and go for the highest bidder or whatever. (laughs) Now, I will say as a former musician and, you know, uh, you know, playing for my dad for years and just knowing a lot of guys, a lot of that has come out of how churches have treated them. And so they you develop a callousness towards the ministry that has not taken you seriously as a person and exploited your gifts and taken all extra. So musicians can be kind of a different kind of a category sometimes, yeah, yeah, you know, in a lot of churches, but this, the free agent is the one who has gifts and is ready to serve. They're not just receiving, they're actually giving, but they're, 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 again, there, it might be a highest bidder thing. It might be a most, like you said, faddish kind of thing, but they're actually serving. Absolutely. They're in front. They're putting a the t-shirt on. They are. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of them are somebody's
1: church role and serving as somebody else's. But I'm going to be honest with you, Pastor Todd, I have a problem That's probably one of my biggest pet peeves is when somebody comes over to say, I'm just over to help you out for a while.
0: Help you out. Help can be toxic. And I've had help that I desperately needed. And I have some brothers who I love to this day. We are blood brothers. And in a time of need when we needed certain gifts, I'm here to help you. But you also can feel like that help simply allows them to never have a real tie and loyalty because I was only here to help. And it almost gives room. And I'm sorry. Can we stop acting like people don't lie or misrepresent themselves mm-hmm. or might be maybe even delusional about the Lord told me to move on
1: yeah.
0: or my season is up here? And, and again, it might not be nefarious, but I feel like because that's the vernacular of our culture, the vernacular of the spiritual culture, of the kingdom culture, we say it. When we feel a shift, and that shift might not be a God shift. It might just be a personal shift. Absolutely. I don't feel so comfortable. And it's like my car, man. I had to put my car in the shop. Okay, Mm -hmm. my car is only six months old. Right. So I had it for six months. Brand new 2019, you know. The new car smell is gone. Mm -hmm. The french fries, you know, (laughs) the muddy nights, the rainy nights. When I got in that new loaner car for two days... And that fresh scent, I was like, I want this back. Where is the magical spray that will give me this new car? <laughs> A lot of people shift because the new car or the new church smell has faded. And now, just like in your natural car, the, the french fries and, you know, and the, the outdoors and the dirt and the grime, have taken over, and now you've got to bring in artificial things to make it feel fresh, but it doesn't have that fresh. So you have to go somewhere where it might not be brand new, but it's fresh to you.
1: But sooner or later.
0: That's going to happen again. Sooner,
1: it never, no matter, no matter, and, but that lends itself to the fact that that's why church hoppers come about. Church hoppers are nothing but leased vehicles.
0: Leased Leased vehicles Pastor Jeff said church hoppers I just see Mike to... reaching for the mic Mike. <laughs> Church hoppers are leased vehicles Now now, ouch. I mean now, now before He's just for ouch Now y'all can be mad if you want to But this is religiously incorrect We coming incorrect Leased vehicles least Come vehicle. on now and, and, and Least vehicles just says we, You never I, actually
1: belong to you, us you're, you're never actually going to You want to continue to have that new car smell so you're gonna keep it for three years, and after three years, no matter how much you like this car, I'm not buying it. No matter how much you loved it when you first got it, I'm not buying, I need the next latest thing out.
0: So the person isn't the least vehicle, the church is the least vehicle. Wow, yes, 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 the
1: church is the least vehicle.
0: Let me up, up upgrade you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and let's be honest, I mean, again, The consumeristic culture of the modern church has created and sometimes perpetuated this. And let's be honest, we are the reason people feel comfortable. Now, I heard a pastor say, I heard a pastor say, you know, when somebody moves on from your ministry, don't be bitter, don't do this, don't do that. Then he started to speak about, you know, how in the old days you used to have to have a letter and an approval from a pastor you know, to move on. A couple questions entered into my mind when I read that. Number one, uh, you're right. Nobody should be bitter about someone leaving, but Mm -hmm. perhaps you might be invested in them and concerned about them, and that does cause distress to the leader and the church, you know, uh, maybe they left under terms people don't understand or know about. And it wasn't great. You know, I heard in that we've all said that when you go tell a story about your pastor, don't forget to tell them about all the times right, they right. helped you Absolutely. and were there for you and Absolutely. all that. The second question that came to mind off of that post about, you know, that is that old school manner of needing permission and a letter that kind of speaks to the control issues that people have shied away from. You know, so ain't nobody about to ask permission. No, Very few people are going to any kind of pastor and even saying, you know what, I feel my season is up here. Nobody's even doing that. The third thing that came to mind was, do you know of any people in your congregation right now who might have come to you from another place? And did you check them before they shook your hand? Very few. And ask them if they, wherever they came from, if they left right or how many churches have you been a part of in the last five years or whatever, you know, qualifying questions? Or did you just receive them in their gift and their money and their presence? And now you want to lecture. And I'm not saying you're lecturing on You know, I don't want to put that on anybody like, you know, in the negative thing. But the ideals are great until the reality sets in. And most of us are not stopping them and saying, by the way, your, where was your membership at? When's the last time you went there? Have you spoken to your pastor? Do they even know you're gone? Da, 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 da. And
1: some of us really might need
0: to. We, so we
1: don't know you don't know what you, you get. Into know what when you you, back, can when we get you, some
0: background checks in the church? Can we get a, a car fax for members? <laughs> can we get a can we get a church fax? One of the things one of the things I, I, I I've been wrecked five I times. Learned,
1: honestly, one of the things I learned honestly is at, at my job, job Mike works with me. When we call off, we have to call off to the security guard, which makes it easier because you're never accountable to the foreman. You never have to tell the foreman exactly. When I used to have to call off at other jobs, I had to tell my foreman exactly. My fore, it, your call off was a lot easier, harder, right? Because right. you, you, you knew come you, up was, with something. Yeah, you knew you was letting the foreman down. But when you have to tell the security, I don't care about the security guard. He's gonna tell the foreman, right,
0: right, right, right. And, and just in general, you know that idea that 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 the accountability equals control. I think permits hopping more. Absolutely. And, and, and what we get said just a little bit earlier, I don't believe God is schizophrenic.
1: Mm-mm.
0: I don't believe anybody has to be stuck somewhere for 30 years, but I'm not so sure you need to be a part of a new church every three months, every three years. I'm not even so sure if you need to be visiting that many churches to hear that many words to get, because I'm a little concerned about a modern church that's got more word available to it by some of the greatest voices of a generation yet we are still living beneath our means that's it, that's and that's i said to one of my in one of my bible studies i said perhaps it's because we keep t- taking on message after message after message and not actually taking the time to apply any of them mm-hmm. it might take you a, a month to apply what your pastor and your church is preaching or if you be following somebody on Facebook and maybe they've been on a series that they're Absolutely. teaching a certain principle. You're, you've literally watched seven different sermons in the span of seventy-two hours. How do they really create a spirit of discipline and, and the problem the longevity? Prob-
1: the problem becomes. My mother used to always tell me, "Eat before you leave home," because <sighs> if you don't eat before you leave home, you're going to eat anything that anybody gives you. Yes, and what happens is if you don't understand the vision and, and the, the the direction that God has for your home, and you're going every other place, now you're going to start getting mad at your pastor right? like they're not doing what this other pastor is doing. Well, that's not the vision God has for this house.
0: I can say about church hopping what I can say about a lot of things. For the people who say that it's legitimate to do or... God just happened to leave lead me this many places in this span of time number one there's way too many people claiming that mm-hmm. I feel like some might have that story but it should probably if you live in a locality in one home in one city and one you probably have a place that God has called you to and it's probably not five different places in seven years right let's just be honest it's probably not but that personal prophetic super spiritual vernacular has all given us a dictionary to pull from and then who are you to question me because God speaks to me and I'm sorry sometimes I'm like if God is speaking to you then there would be genuine fruit right out of that and that fruit would not be I got what I needed Mm -hmm. because that seems to be absolutely the only fruit we really care about
1: I'm gonna get to these questions but I'm gonna say this I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna say it how I feel and how I believe, because this is is religiously incorrect. This is is religiously incorrect. He already
0: called y'all least vehicle, so what can (laughs) he say from here?
1: Here it is. If you are going to five or six or seven different churches, and every church that you're going to has a problem, it's probably not the church. It's you.
0: It's you. It's probably not the church. Somebody actually said that to me. Like They were having a problem with me, and they're like, it's just like at my last church, and the church before that, and the church before that. And I'm like, yeah, I suddenly feel a lot better about the situation now. <laughs> I, I, mean, I Like, I was literally feeling guilty until they went down the whole resume, and I was like, yeah, okay, you know. Once again, once
1: again, it's back to us not doing the background checks, though. But can you?
0: Did, I mean, did yeah, they tell you the truth at the beginning? I mean, come yeah, on, yeah. man. Did the resume but, but ever master let's, let's just
1: be honest, let's just be honest, because you know every church, every church, or mostly every pastor and more. So I know that this member, and most of the time they tell us where they came from. Right. I know where you came from. It, it wouldn't be, it would not hurt us to for me to call and say, "Hey, Pastor Todd, I such and such just came." What you want me to say, though, man?
0: Huh? What you want me to say when they call, Honestly, though, man? Let's just be honest. This person tore my hey church man, let's just be honest, man.
1: They're coming over here. Am I going to have problems with them, or are they good members? Did they leave right? What
0: if they're great for, for, for you, but they weren't for me? Yeah, that's a whole different story. But I tell you some story that is totally true, mm-hmm. but but they might have an opposite experience with you.
1: And it could be true, but at least you know. That's true. On you know what to out for. On the front end, you know. And stop,
0: can we stop acting like we're too spiritual to just need to know some things? I mean... What well, the Lord should tell you. If Bob knows, then the Lord don't need to tell me. I mean, <laughs> let's take that off his plate. I'm just saying, if Pastor Jeff knows that Sister Betsy Sue is a mess, then that's one less thing I got to get on my face about because God already gave me you might not like my theology, but I believe God works through people. Absolutely. And he could have already given me and a fellow <laughs> pastor what I needed to know that we always, you know, lean on. Well, you should have discerned that this is but the information was right, it was there. right
1: there. It was right there. We just so it was how
0: there. about we stop pushing that on ourselves and God when Absolutely. it's right here. Right and, and, and so So let's get to some of the comments, some some of the things that are said. I posted
1: this question a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. and some of these answers, and they were phenomenal. I mean, it was a great post, and people, and so I just want to just revisit some of these. Alexander Burkett, my boy Big Al from Youngstown, said, said, I don't believe it's a hopper if you visit a different church every week and getting the word of God and its understanding, then I say go for it. It's all different reasons. Choir might be better different strokes for different folks. Um,
0: what do you think about that, Jeff? I don't think it's church hopping if you go to a different church every week and get the word. I, I mean, honestly, and I will say this. Can we qualify it down first before you say that? Let's say every place has a word. Every place, So we're ahead. not saying that anything is garbage or that this bad. So Absolutely. every place does have a word That's and the true. person does get the word. So what's your response?
1: I, I mean, it's, 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 it's simple, to be honest with you, it's simple. I love my mother's macaroni and cheese.
0: Here we go. So Utah. regardless
1: of whoever has macaroni and cheese, I'd rather eat mama's macaroni and cheese. It's I want to try
0: mama's macaroni and cheese today.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: my friend's macaroni and cheese tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A's new macaroni and cheese on <laughs> Wednesday. Popeyes. You know what I'm saying? Does Popeye's have mac and cheese yet? Probably. Probably. Everybody got it. Um, okay. Biblically, does Biblically, that make sense? It,
1: it does it, it, To me, it doesn't make sense. To me, now, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're going to hell because you visit in different churches every Sunday.
0: Can that person effectively serve or be attached what are you serving to a, a group of people in covenant if you're going somewhere every week?
1: You can't. You you can never you can never legitimately uh, find fellowship.
0: As long as you're doing that. As long as you're doing that. If you cease to do that and found some place, it could be.
1: Sooner or later. Okay, big guy. Now, now sometimes, I mean, you know. If it's
0: a season, I can get it. Right. If you're just like in between and you're searching. So I'm not saying it's searching or or seeking God. See, because
1: this, this is what we'll do. This is what we'll do. Let's just be honest. We'll tell our daughters, you know, date around, don't get serious. Don't you know? You know, see what you like. See what it's you like. It's a lot of fishing to see. Yeah, it's a lot of fishing to sea, You know, right? Well, right. It, it, but and that's okay, like you said, for but a is season. The place you, but sooner is, or later, yeah, you got, yeah. Sooner or later,
0: you want to get married. I'm like, London, you're 42. <laughs> <laughs> You're still dating around. What's wrong with you? Dad, yeah, you told me. Listen, I, I saw at least three dudes that were halfway decent. What's your problem?
1: <laughs> Do we gotta go back to old school, uh, right? Right.
0: because ah, I'll set a girl up in a second, especially my own. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Next, next 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 one. That's one.
1: My my buddy Marty Conger, who Marty. I don't even want to see him tomorrow, Marty. I'm sorry, you you this, won. Yesterday. Is this a work buddy? Yeah, he won okay. yesterday. Okay. Um, I feel that being a member of a church gives me a sense of church family, hmm. and I have trust in my pastoral staff. And he goes to okay. your church. Okay. Um, he goes to Victory. Let's uh, shout him out. Victory. He, he goes, goes to Victory. Shout Amen. out to
0: Victory. We love we love Victory. I think
1: occasionally it's good to sit in on another church service to get a different take on maybe. A same scripture or passage. As you know, you can read the same verse, chapter, or book a thousand times, and for me, I can take something different from it every time. Listening and learning from various pastors is educational and helps one grow in all area of one's life.
0: I agree to a point the only thing i'll pick at is i'll pick at the part about going to hear somebody preach on the same thing how do you know they're preaching on the same thing like did you, you listen you don't, you yeah, don't. You don't. so mm-hmm. I, I get what i get the sentiment so mm-hmm. I, I won't be petty right. so i i i agree wholeheartedly. i mean i think people kind of understand where our opinions kind of lie right. but we do give some we do give some opportunity for differing opinions one thing so here here's one of my things you know preachers the idea of being a part of a church uh does it rob us of the opportunity to be shepherds if the sheep are in different folds? Absolutely. Every couple of weeks, Absolutely. months, or years. Because I mean, when you're a shepherd, because we gotta stop calling, pa- if, if, if if we're not gonna allow ourselves to be shepherded, which means you are literally raised from right. a baby calf up to a full grown sheep and at different stages of life. But honestly, if we're using the biblical model, since this is what y'all want, I ain't got a scripture for you, but I'll just talk. Uh, That shepherd, whatever uses and phases of life, they usually happen under the same shepherd or the same shepherding model and within the same fold.
1: Well, and here's the question, because, and, and this is, let's just be honest, us as pastors, if we're using the biblical model, oftentimes we fall short because of our pride, because when one leaves the 99, we're supposed to go find it. So what do
0: we do? I mean, would, are we just supposed to chase after you? Oh, let me let me talk about that. But you know, I, I heard that one good growing up. You know, Dad uh, would always say, you know, I'm not going to chase people down. Mm-hmm. God is the good shepherd. Jesus is the the great shepherd. You know, and and that's not a euphemism for the pastor chasing down wayward members. The church fellowship in general should be seeking to draw people back in. I think that's a misnomer for people to think that the pastor should chase down people who have become unfaithful or who have hopped away mm-hmm. or whatever. We can check on you and see how things are going. Right. But uh, I've never taken that on as my responsibility. Absolutely. I take it on as an analogy of the love of God for us that he would leave 99, but the 11, 99 are never really left alone. Right. They are under shepherds and there's a pin or, or, or a gate mm-hmm. that keeps the rest of them Absolutely. in while Absolutely. he is doing his Absolutely. thing. Let's go. Well here, here, here
1: go one more thing about that. Here's here's one more thing. Because the first thing they're gonna say, the first thing everybody who leaves is going to say is that the pastor never called and checked on them.
0: Didn't hear from the past or I've been gone and nobody called. Mm-hmm. I've been gone for three weeks and y'all ain't called for me.
1: But you've been churching here from the church, the the place you hop to. Yeah, you Um, don't call me either. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Robert Jenkins, Apostle Jenkins, Jenkins. says, You can't say that you are a child of God and then say that you are homeless and growthless. And we not ask, where are your parents? Mm. Does God not place you or lead you to a place that is equipped and concerned about your growth? When Paul was blinded by the light, he was also led to the prophet.
0: That is true.
1: God always provides a place for growth for his children. But the truth is that the love in the house has been lacking and abuse has been given. And we are we have become the runaway shelter and not a home.
0: Mm. Mm. That's a lot. It is a lot to unpack. And I think it speaks for itself. I do like what he said about, and, you know, the Bible does speak to these things about, hey, uh, you know, honor those who have rule over you. Uh, they have watch over your souls mm-hmm. and all that. I can't do that if if you don't give me charge of you, mm-hmm. if you don't give me charge Absolutely. of you. So church is the one unique place where, like, if, if my kid goes to school, uh, they don't get to choose their teacher or their principal The principal has control of them. That's right. If I go get hired at a job, I usually don't choose my manager or my boss. They're placed over me. The church is the one place where you decide who is going to have charge over you. But it's also your decision to allow them to maintain charge over you by you being in a vicinity of them to have charge over you. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, Um. you know, when they walked down the aisle, we talked about membership. They came in here and said, I want to be a part of this.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: They came in here and said, I want to be a part of this, specifically under this leader, specifically under this. They looked around and saw who was sitting up there. They listened to the sermons. They probably know a little something about the personality, hopefully. For us to jump away and and remove from... From this, it, it's difficult for me. It really is. And and I mean, I feel it's detrimental to the church altogether because no church can be strong without and, and the ministry can't be effective without bonds being built over time that can be strengthened and then people develop and grow. And some people are not outgrowing church. They're developing new ideas that they want to not be accountable for what they're doing, or 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 they've just they they some people who've been in church for a long time have sucked into that consumeristic Absolutely. ideal. And some people just want to test the waters. Should you really be trying out churches? Really?
1: Let me go here, because he talks about this, and we're going to get one more uh, by our friend Avery Danage. Pastor Pastor Danage? Danage. Yes, yes. He says, I concur with much of what Jinx has posted, but allow me to push it a bit further. Act 6 is our model for church discussion, models and the actual institution. Following this model, people who church hop Do so without a lack of understanding surrounding the model and mobility of the church. Church hopping disrupts the unification of the body, making my decision to be part of the body bigger than me. I mm -hmm, I believe church hopping is when a person bounces from church to church to avoid accountability, avoid submission to proven and faithful leadership and a selfish desire to have their way. Church hopping isn't new. Paul and Apollos went through this. The larger question for churches and church hoppers is how do we carry out the biblical mandate of unification if we perpetuate behaviors that disrupt the unity of the church? Church hopping robs everyone of the gift inside of the individual and how that gift completes the body. Here it is. If a man or woman jumped from person to person, we would call them a... who a ho he got star 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 I don't know what toss
0: I know what the word is it's how we're religiously incorrect I'm sorry in in the King James Version whoredom they've been been given over to to whoredoms whoredoms. that's my favorite phrase in the Bible did you know that I can't even read it in church because i start laughing watch over your children lest they be given over to whoredoms and you know I've I've been praying for my kids Lord don't let them be given over to whoredoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh there's another says they go a whoring. <laughs> that's even worse. Don't let my family go a whoring. We, we
1: just it's like, not, it's, like we just <laughs> it, it's like trick or treating
0: It's like trick-or-treating for jump-offs. A whoring. <laughs>
1: Uh, go ahead. Read your serious. Read your serious. I, I, I can't remember what he said from the beginning. It was such a
0: great lost it. No, it was I'll, good. Go it was good. We're, we're coming down on our time. All right. Okay. So, okay, let, just, just to summarize, I get it. The, the church is robbed of its gifts. The church is robbed of its gifts. Uh, there's instability all around. But there are people who just won't feel that way. They'll feel, I am totally stable. Everywhere I've gone has been blessed by my presence, and I've been blessed by being Come there. Yeah. If God tells me to get up seven times in seven months, I'm going to do what He says because I'll be, there, I'll be serious. Right there. I'll be obedient to I'm Him. I'm following
1: the wind of the Lord. I'm following, I'm following the, the wind. wind of the Lord. God is telling me where to go. I'm being led by God. And that ain't my the wind question of the Lord. is just to be honest with you, how gas. is God talking to you so much?
0: My grandmama would say, good missionary Christine D. Simpson would say, I never heard of the Lord talking to so many people at the same time Mm -hmm. and saying so many different things. That's what she would say. I never heard of so many people who the Lord is speaking to and saying so many. And I'm not saying that there are not multiple words for different contexts. It's just like, it sounds like we are just playing bumper cars with the prophetic word. And, And it's literally creating that in the church. And those feelings we talked about earlier, it hurts everybody. And people are like, well, forget your feelings. No, that's what covenant relationship are supposed to do. And Jeff, can I finish this up with a preaching point? Please do. How can we keep saying that it's not about church, it's about relationship when we keep breaking relationships Mm -hmm. every time we get one built up? How are you building a relationship with God and God's people if you are in and out of relationships. How, how is that possible? Listen, Shouldn't there be some stability and steadfastness and longevity be, to a relationship? Be. And is it just with Jesus or is it supposed to be horizontal too?
1: It's supposed, it should be horizontal. It should be uh, vertical. Cause it cause should a cross. be both ways. Yeah, it's a cross. But <laughs> come on now, take me to the cross. Here's That's the thing, it. here's the thing. Listen, you cannot be a good leader if you are not a good follower. Stop going to these churches thinking because churches. they did not make you a leader, you need to go over here. And so when you get over there, they didn't make you a leader, so you go over here. So you end up at a church that don't have any leadership, and you become the most valuable player on oh the worst goodness. team the, in the, the entire the league. The
0: MVP of nothing. But, but seriously, it's not a bashing, and people are going to say, man, you were really bashing us. And This is a trend that has gone on unchecked for a very long Absolutely. time. And you know what? The religiously correct thing to say is, well, if the Lord is leading you, you know, then, then be, you be the religiously incorrect thing might be to say, I don't think you heard him right. I don't think he said nothing at all. Mm-hmm. I think your friend or somebody saw you somewhere your and your feelings told you, and, and it might not even be that it might be madness hopping over there. I feel dry over here. And, you know, that's a whole other story for another day. But what are you going to be responsible for your own worship and your own growth and development? And not just, I'm not growing here. Mm-hmm. I'm not growing here anymore. And we start saying, I'm sorry, some of it's dumb. Well, you know, if a shark is in a, a fish tank, it only grows seven inches. <laughs> but if it grows, it can grow eight feet or long. No, it depends on the shark. Mm-hmm. And some there are, there are some shark in the ocean that are still eight inches long. That's right and you can go to wherever you think it is, but I am a proponent of longevity, I am a proponent of steadfastness, and yes, everybody will have shifts. Pastors might have different calls. That's right. But a pastor shouldn't be in nine different churches. Absolutely not. In 20 years. Absolutely,
1: You know, that
0: shouldn't happen. You know, if you have two or three or four assignments over the course of your life, and they have all value, I understand that. But this whole, I'm over here now, I'm over here now, I think that that is detrimental and destructive, and I would like to see us be more accountable to one another and to God, Amen. and then just be honest. Just be honest. Just be honest, man, music ain't hitting over here, and I heard they was jumping over there, this new church opened up, or I want to be there, I don't want to be Baptist no more, I don't, you know, this, I want to wear pants now, so I'm gonna leave the holiness church, whatever it is. Just be say honest, say what you want to say, say. You say.
1: Listen, thank you all.
0: Please leave we a comment. We appreciate you.
1: Please leave a comment. Let us know what argue, you thought about
0: argue, it. Argue, <laughs> say mean things, but don't go a-whoring. <laughs> Whatever you do. Don't go Don't a-whoring. Don't be giving over the whoredoms. Listen, this is religiously incorrect. We want to see you on YouTube, Facebook, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Music, and every other platform. We, we appreciate you. We value you. And on behalf of myself and Pastor Jeff, we will see you next time. God bless.